This is John Dean, co-founder of Startup Capital Ventures and former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. Join me in watching Carrie and Evan on Greater Good TV. Greater Good TV is proudly presented by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Greater Good TV with your hosts Carrie and Evan Leong. Leaders inspiring leaders. A place where financial profit and social responsibility go hand in hand for Hawaii's greater good. Today's special guest is co-founder of Startup Capital Ventures, John Dean. Please welcome to Greater Good TV, John Dean. Welcome to our show, John. Well, pleased to be here, Jerry. So, John, you're semi-retired, right? That's Could not you... what my wife said. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us what you've been up to since you left Silicon Valley Bank. I stepped down as CEO from the bank, oh, probably about five years ago, and then stayed on as chairman for two more years. But got into uh, private, uh, private capital investing, so investing in technology startup companies in Silicon Valley, uh, but also here in Hawaii. And then uh, got a little bit involved in the nonprofit, uh, one of them being uh, to co-found the Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii. And then about a year, year and a half ago, started a small venture fund uh, back in Silicon Valley, uh, which I'm now involved in. How did you make the transition from CEO to venture capitalist? <laughs> it was an interesting one. Um, I think I made it uh, based on my experience as CEO in different banks if there's a tie and uh, my wife would have said he'll never be able to do it but um, having run several organizations having been an operator there was really a, an interest uh, by me to see what I could do in terms of helping uh, young entrepreneurs oh, in the valley but also here in Hawaii so that got me involved I started investing and then before I knew it I was uh, starting a venture fund to do more of it and how did you end up here in Hawaii well, that's a, it's a longer story. The, um, and I think I've mentioned to you earlier, but I was in Western Samoa, called Samoa Today, as a Peace Corps volunteer, and uh, met my wife, uh, Susan, who was also a volunteer, a teacher in Western Samoa. And so we've always had a love of uh, Polynesia, and uh, after uh, we married, and then uh, after several years of traveling around the mainland at different jobs, uh, we kept traveling or vacationing in Hawaii on the different islands. And about nine, ten years ago, we bought property in Waimanalo, and it's been almost two homes since then. What's the interest in Hawaii for you, though, besides loving the islands and deciding to invest in property here. Why are you also interested in the startup ventures here in Hawaii? Um, I think the interest, uh, Carrie, in the uh, startup uh, community here was trying to make a little bit of a difference, but it's also the background that I had in Silicon Valley. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank's the leading uh, commercial bank in the United States in terms of lending to uh, startup technology companies. Uh, typically venture capital backed. So with those contacts and familiarity, um, I had an interest first in Silicon Valley that spread to Hawaii in terms of getting involved in the growing uh, entrepreneurial community uh, on this island. In your opinion, what makes a great entrepreneur? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, passion, passion, passion. Um, 
uh, almost a, a focus, a blind focus, and uh, a tenacity uh, that will not quit. Uh, I think that for most, there's exceptions to it. Uh, I think the great entrepreneurs over time are ones that have a, a commitment not just to the to the product or to the new market that they're trying to create. I think also there's a, a care, a, a, a commitment to the employees, and often I see a commitment to the community in terms of giving back. So those are some of my descriptors for a successful entrepreneur. Have you seen any differences in the entrepreneurs in Hawaii and the entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, uh, Silicon Valley area? Yeah, I'm going to get in trouble either way. <laughs> um, the entrepreneurs in Hawaii uh, are much, much more uh, committed to the community and, uh, and uh, much more wanting to give back. And I'm not trying to be critical of Silicon Valley, but uh, just my experience at the Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii and then the Entrepreneurs Foundation in Silicon Valley that there's just much more of a community spirit and no matter how busy the entrepreneurs are they all seem to want to make a difference uh, in the community. How does that actually make a difference though if you talk about business and you know as we look at it sometimes business could be separate from the community some people say it's not you know what's your I'm opinion on that? <laughs> Which is I, I believe strongly that the great companies are those that have not only uh, a business plan, but a, a, a core commitment to values, uh, whatever those values might be. And if you study the great companies, and you can, the book by Collins, Good to Great, um, and others like that, typically the great companies over time, it doesn't mean you're gonna be, just because you follow this, you'll be great, but on research done, those usually have a strong commitment to integrity, a strong commitment to their employees in terms of respect for all individuals, um, and often, most often, a commitment to the community. Stay tuned for John talking about the traits of a good CEO. Do you believe anything is possible? I do. I work at Earthlink. I believe internet good can defeat internet evil. A world without spyware, viruses, or online identity theft. I believe in a place where our information can be safe. I won't stop fighting until we get there. We work at Earthlink. And we're making unbelievable things happen every day. It's time to start believing. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Order now and get Earthlink for $29.95 for six months. So where do you think we'll be 20 years from now? Be right here working on this lawnmower. Do you think we're saving enough for retirement? Well, maybe it's time we find somebody to help. Wow! Hey, maybe it's time we buy a home. Richard Lewis, CEO of Core Systems Hawaii, Hawaii's data storage experts. 
For over 18 years, we've been helping businesses protect their critical data with enterprise IT systems. We've seen all types of service interruptions, from power outages to simple human errors. Core Systems now provides a local disaster recovery managed service utilizing our experience in storage and server virtualization. Call us at 440-5000 to ensure that your data will be there when you need it most. How old were you when you first became a CEO? I was... Cheers. 36? Okay. Can you tell us the story behind that or how no. that came about? Yeah. So It was a very small company. with was a startup in First Interstate. And the uh, First Interstate had been the first bank. It was grandfathered. And by that, I mean that it was allowed to bank beyond state boundaries. And up until 20 years ago, it was a you know state by state. So we were one of the few states, 11 western states, that we were able to have first interstate banks in, first interstate Washington, Oregon, California, Montana, Wyoming, et cetera, Arizona, New Mexico. So uh, the strategy, you know, Pete Hart, my boss at first interstate, came up with the idea of franchising banks across the country. And um, I was running strategic planning uh, for First Interstate. And Joe Panola, uh, the CEO of the holding company, said to me, this is the craziest idea I've ever heard franchising banks, but take a look at it. And so I studied it for three or six months and then recommended to Joe Panola uh, that we put a franchise program together and that I recommended that they put me in charge of it, which Joe, uh, yeah, liked the idea that I was willing to take the risk in starting that. And so I started that in 81. I think it was around 1981 we started the franchise program. Maybe it was 83, 84 when they made me CEO of First Interstate System, Inc. It sounds good, but I think I had all of 12 or 15 employees, so it was a pretty small operation. And that's how I became CEO. From there I went to Oklahoma to do the turnaround. It's a pretty bank. big jump though, right? Yep. So what do you think is or are the main reasons why they sent you into Oklahoma? Well, we did a, uh, we, the team, um, and we, we, at the time, First Interstate was a great organization doing very well in terms of performance. Uh, without that, we wouldn't have been able to franchise banks, which was really to adopt our name, logo, graphics, colors. If you remember, one of the banks we franchised was American Security Bank here in Honolulu and turned it to First Interstate Bank of Hawaii. Uh, maybe you're too young to remember that. The, um, but within five, six years, we had grown it from a concept to a total number of banks. Uh, let's see, we had 120 offices, five billion in assets, and uh, we were in 11 different states. So we, were, we had done a great job in taking a concept and making it a reality. You know when you first went into the inter first interstate bank of Oklahoma and you knew that it was a failing bank, what was your feeling? Because this is a big challenge ahead of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you had hopes of turning it around. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts? Well, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> because you would be the last leader yeah. if that bank ended up shutting down, <laughs> so, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> when we went to Oklahoma, I wanted our two daughters from California to be excited. So I said, there's good bribes and bad bribes. And uh, my daughter quickly said, well, how about a horse? And I said, gee, she's quick on the negotiations. My other one was concerned, though, about uh, people uh, not liking her in her new school. And I said, well, I'm nervous, too. The, you know, I'm going to a new bank, I don't know anyone, and she said, well, it's different. And I said, why is it different? She said, well, you're the boss, they have to like you. So I had some advantages going in. Um, I never really focused, it's interesting, on failure. I just um, believe strongly that um, with the right people, with the right commitment, um, that we could do it. And, um, hmm. Interesting. I've never been asked that type of question in terms of the about failure. Um, certainly, I was nervous. I don't want to pretend otherwise and scared, but I believe that we could do it as, a, as again as a team, not me. And uh, I guess in that situation, it did work out. When you initially were sent in to turn around these banks, the morale, I'm going to assume, was pretty low. Is that or, correct? Or lower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So what do you do in that, in, that in that circumstance? What are the first things that you do? How do you, uh, you know, strategize this? And what do you do in that situation? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you, if I may give you an example, it'll go for a couple minutes. Um, in Oklahoma, at the time, the first National Bank of Oklahoma City failed. It, it was in 1986. It was the second largest bank failure at the time. First Interstate Bank acquired certain assets and liabilities. And it was my responsibility to go out and to turn the organization around. The, um, when I went out, we were uh, hemorrhaging uh, losses. Uh, ratio used in banking is the efficiency ratio. Uh, what does it cost to make a dollar of revenue? So if it costs 85 cents to make a dollar of revenue, your ratio is 85 or 85%. So best-run banks are in the 40s or 50s, poor-run banks are in the 80s, some in the 90s. And so my ratio was 115. Yeah, so it was, besides that, we had massive layoffs before we got there. Um, most of the employees' retirement plan was in the company stock, which had gone bankrupt, it failed. So they had lost their life savings. Uh, those that had remained, titles had been cut, and um, salaries cut. So they're demoralized. Um, geez, there's a lot of things we did. Uh, mine was trying to spend the first two or three weeks just uh, trying to visit with every single employee at every level that I could, either in groups or one-on-one, -on -one, and listen, listen, listen. And um, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Bob Huffman was one of the offices of the bank, and what we did uh, early on was to put a group of employees together, officers of the bank, to come up with what do we want our core values to be. Uh, let's come together, and what do you want from this organization apart from just making money? And they came up with a commitment to the community and respect for all employees and uh, trust. Those were so key to them because they lost most of that. And Bob led the team that came up with our core values. Um, sad thing was that Bob, uh, about three months after this, uh, came down with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, terrible disease that would Basically, in two years, he'd go from ability, lost the ability to walk, lost the ability to talk, and eventually uh, took his life. Um, we adopted Bob in the bank. And if you would, could see employees coming together, 
for Bob Hoffman. Uh, I think he was the only officer of a bank in the United States for his company car. It was a van with a lift in the back for his wheelchair that we got him. You'd say, well, what's that got to do with profitability? And I'd tell you, maybe nothing. But in two years, we went from a failed institution to the most profitable bank in the state. And I'd argue our commitment to him, but to all employees, in the communication we can do it together, is what drove that turnaround. And what makes a great CEO? I think for a great CEO, uh, there has to be a, a focus and a passion and commitment. I think also, though, that um, for a great CEO, there has to be some commitment to core values within that corporation. And why I say that is that uh, the expression that we're all familiar with, if the king sneezes, the kingdom gets a cold, uh, a great leader can't expect uh, people within his or her organization to do the right things if that CEO isn't doing the right things. Uh, a great leader has to work as hard as everyone else. A great leader has to set the tempo. So for me, um, leadership is uh, by example, it's by listening, and it's doing the tough things. What's your secret for getting the most out of your employees or your, your executive I wish, team? I wish they were here. <laughs> uh, a CEO that I work with now uh, said to me she had uh, talked to two former employees, and she said that what they both said, he was the most demanding person that they had ever worked for but that they loved every minute of it. Um, I think passion I go back to. If I'm excited and if I trust you and if I empower you and if I support you and if I have a vision of you reaching somewhere beyond where you've ever reached before, I think you've got a pretty good chance of getting there. So I think it has to do with trusting. Uh, willing to let people fail, but helping them to get up and try again, uh, and trust. And trust goes a long way in an organization. Up next, John shares why it's important for companies as a whole to support the community. What builds better uh, communication and trust among employees if they're working in the community together, whatever that project might be? try to swim it and he does. Ball comes loose and the Bears have to get out of bounds. Rodgers along the sideline, another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield as they get it to Rodgers. They give it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. Oh, the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. Will it count? And the Bears have won. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. Need help staffing your business? Listen to what some of Hawaii's top employers say about Midweek and the Star Bulletin's Star Classifieds. We're currently expanding, and Star Classified has helped us tremendously with our recruiting efforts. Not only did they bring a quantity of applicants, um, they also brought the quality that we were looking for. anything is possible? I do. I work at Earthlink. I believe internet good can defeat internet evil. A world without spyware, viruses, or online identity theft. I believe in a place where our information can be safe. I won't stop fighting until we get there. We work at Earthlink. And we're 
are making unbelievable things happen every day. It's time to start believing. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Order now and get Earthlink for $29.95 for six months. Hey, did our banker get back to us on those ideas to streamline our cash flow? Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe we need a bank that actually cares about our business. And I've got Grace working on payroll, because I'm going to need it for... You're not going to believe this. Do you know any good business bankers? share with us a little bit about Entrepreneurs Foundation because that originally started in Silicon Valley, correct? Yes, thanks for asking. So uh, Entrepreneurs Foundation, uh, the, the genius behind that is Gib Myers of uh, Mayfield, a venture capital firm. Uh, he has since retired, but uh, he wanted to make a difference and uh, research that he had done, a lot of the startup companies in Silicon Valley really weren't uh, giving back. They weren't uh, spending time in the community. They, financially, they weren't doing as much as they should. Some studies said that 90, 95% of the employees of the startups weren't connected to the community. And the, you know, the response is they don't have time. They're 24 by 7. So he came up with a very novel idea, which was to go to those companies, to the CEO, and to ask them to donate some of their stock. Uh, $50,000, worth of the shares at the last round of financing and gift that uh, to the Entrepreneurs Foundation Silicon Valley. And then in return, the foundation would work programs for the employees, because these are small companies still, to allow them to do, at the holiday season, some sort of food drive, uh, the Christmas in April that has another name today, and so help them in getting involved in the community. Now, the value to the company, uh, twofold, is um, the gross up. When there is a liquidity event, a sale of that company or an IPO, then for tax purposes, if you were that Silicon Valley company and had gifted 50,000 of your shares, let's say it's the Evan and Kerry Corporation and gifted 50,000, let's say the value of that at the liquidity event was $500,000. For tax purposes, you both get a $500,000 tax deduction. We have an IRS ruling. It's the gross up of that $50,000. So a little bit of dilution, you've gotten a large impact from that. In addition, then, the Entrepreneurs Foundation um, at that liquidity event would gift back uh, to your organization, if it were an IPO, a half not in terms of income to the company, but in the form of what's called a 501c3. So you'd have your own nonprofit organization that would seed you as you grew and assist you in getting more quickly involved and in giving back to the community. Now, if you ended up not going IPO, but let's say just selling your shares, um, or selling your company to a third party, then instead of us giving that half of that original gift to the acquiring institution, we uh, gift it to the community foundation, but to be run by the two of you. So that purely um, charitable, or do they also get mentoring from your organization and so on? Well, the program 
is one of community and involvement in the community and the tax deduction I mentioned to you. But as a, uh, we might call it a benefit, maybe it's a detriment, but I, here in Hawaii, I get actively and try to get actively involved in working with the CEOs of the companies that are part of the Entrepreneurs Foundation. And I just teach that you can help, and um, every little bit helps. So I enjoy that. It's actually pretty interesting because you almost have a vested interest in helping them too because it's almost like an, an investment, right? Well, I've invested in some, so the answer is absolutely cool. <laughs> yes. But besides that, it's um, I'm in a good stage where I actually, uh, it's, it's fun to see young entrepreneurs successful. And it's even nicer when you see those entrepreneurs as committed in giving back to the community. So is this a good uh, organization to join if you're a CEO or a leader of a business so that you can get involved in the community this way? God, we're going to hire you. <laughs> but it's a wonderful, wonderful way to get involved in the community. And I think to the extent you do something like that, if you believe the organizations that have a commitment to community, to values, uh, to their employees, and what builds better uh, communication and trust among employees if they're working in the community together, whatever that project might be. So I just think there's uh, wonderful benefits. Uh, and to me, it's a win-win-win situation. Can you take me through the thought process of what you're thinking when you're coming here to Hawaii? You're not necessarily living here, but you spend time here. Why are you actually spending time helping the community, giving back, and why are you doing that? It's uh, what I do. It's what I like. It's uh, my passion still today. And uh, that old expression, uh, the more you give, the more you get. So uh, I love Hawaii. I love the people of Hawaii. And I've enjoyed getting involved. And uh, hopefully I've made some contributions. And I think I've gotten quite a bit back. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining us today on Greater Good TV. Thanks for having me. Okay, and thank you so much for joining us today on Greater Good TV. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodtelevision.com. Please join us again for another episode of Greater Good TV. So where do you think we'll be 20 years from now? We'll be right here working on this lawnmower. Do you think we're saving enough for retirement? Well, maybe it's time we find somebody to help us. Maybe it's time we buy a home. Probably try to swim it, and he does. Ball comes loose, and the Bears have to get out of bounds. Rodgers along the sideline. Another one. They're still in deep trouble at midfield. But they get it to Rodgers. They give it back now to the 30. They're down to the 20. Oh, the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. Will it count? And the Bears have won. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, exciting, thrilling finish in the history of college football. Hi, I'm Richard Lewis, CEO of Core Systems Hawaii, Hawaii's data storage experts. For over 18 years, we've been helping businesses protect their critical data with enterprise IT systems. We've seen all types of service interruptions, from power outages to simple human errors. Core Systems now provides a local disaster recovery managed service utilizing our experience in storage and server virtualization. Call us at 440-5000 to ensure that your data will be there when you need it most. 
Greater Good TV has been proudly presented by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking.